the inception of pro pickleball getting onto national TV, what were some of the challenges covering pickleball then? And do those challenges kind of still appear now or are those sorted out? The great question. Um, the biggest challenge that the networks will tell you is the crowd. Um, so it was an interesting go round because um, we just got off of 2020, right? We just got off of COVID in a sense. Um, we were doing, obviously, we were doing it before COVID, but when COVID happened, COVID created a, um, a safe zone for live television to have nobody in the stands. Nobody really thinks about that. The networks don't want to show product without anybody in the stands. It just looks bad. So you have to figure out a way to shoot product without people in the stands. And pickleball didn't really have many people mm -hmm. in the stands. And the only thing that that um, the U.S. Open had than anybody was atmosphere. Nobody else had an atmosphere like the U.S. Open. Not Indian Wells. Nobody. They had no atmosphere. Um, it was a party. It was an event. It was all based around an event. And oh yeah, there was pickleball. So that's what the U.S. Open was different. That's what their formula was. That it was so much better than everybody else. Uh, let's create the atmosphere, and then we'll play a sport, distract people with the sport. So that was one of the biggest challenges I had when I went to the the uh, the, the APP. They they dropped it into the Delray Beach Tennis Center Stadium. I'm like, dude, this is like an eighty thousand people stadium, not eighty, probably like thirty thousand people stadium, and there's nobody here. How do you shoot that to make it look halfway decent? So we had to do that. Um, same thing with the PPA. They had the same problem. They had nobody in their stands at all. So we had to shoot. I, I the, my way of shooting things is to distract people with the sport and not really pay attention to what's going on in the background and be able to shoot it at angles to where you're not going to get, um, you know, hit with, uh, you know, the network. That's a part of a packager. You have to think about stuff like that to uh, make it look good. Um, the MLP was the same thing, but the MLP was smart because they, they understood about the atmosphere. Their first one was a closed uh, dreamland. Let's pack everybody in looking thing. And it looked great. You know, the first one looked great. Um, you know, and the way I know that and the way I feel about that is because the the people that I, when I do television, I don't do it for the fans at home. I don't do it for anybody else besides the EPs and the people that hire me from the networks. If they're happy, I'm happy. And I guarantee the client's gonna be happy. You know, that's really the people that I try to make it. And I try, obviously you wanna make the people that pay you happy, obviously. Obviously I'm gonna take your conception and make it as best as I can make it. But I still have to make those people happy because they're the people that, are allowing me to um, put it on their network and be responsible for, you know, the product that's on their network. So um, that's the biggest challenge. Fans, fans are the biggest challenge and atmosphere is the biggest challenge. Now you're starting to see more atmosphere. Um, you know, the, the different tours are starting to show a little bit more atmosphere um, and it's a little bit, it's getting better, but you could probably, I, I would put it in the worlds of, uh, in, in the words of uh, Billy Stone of CBS saying, the girls are geniuses and they are because they, they created this huge atmosphere. They made it look like this big party. And it's a really funny story, kind of a political story within the networks. I won't say what network, but when I was doing a pickleball event for, um, you know, during COVID and they were referring to the event as the biggest pickleball party in the world during COVID. The networks were like, you can't say that. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean you can't say that? That's your tagline. You have to say that. That's like saying in Margaritaville, you you know, you can't go on vacation. I mean, what, what it, it, it is what it is. That's what, so that was like a funny little sidebar story that we had to get around and try to fight through. And we understood. I mean, we didn't want to piss anybody off and we didn't want to make the networks mad. But 
you know, you can't, you know, if you have a tagline for your company, you can't like not say it because it offends somebody. I mean, it's, it's kind of what your company is, but yeah, that, that one of the biggest challenges to answer your question, long-winded was a hundred percent, uh, creating the, the fan atmosphere around the sport to make the sport look legit. And speaking of kind of the inception of what the girls at the U.S. Open had in mind, what's the best way you think pro pickleball can go about creating that? Or I guess just what's the best way pro pickle could go about evolving in the future? That's a great question. You know, um, if you look at the history of sports, you know, you, you look at all these like MMA, you know, it, it was all craziness and all of a sudden one took over and the next one followed suit. Like you had, you had, you know, UFC and then Bellator, right? And boxing is still trying to figure it out. You know, there's right. all these sports are trying to figure out um, who's going to be the top. And that's what a lot of these people that come in to buy um, the sports, like for instance, the people that bought, I'm not going to mention names, but you know what I'm talking about, the people that bought these different uh, governing bodies they're coming in and trying to own the sport and that's where the negative side of sports and the negative side of of pickleball is going in my opinion if we want pickleball to grow and grow the way pickleball is supposed to grow it all needs to come together and everybody needs to play happy in the sandbox together one guy doesn't need to own this the other guy doesn't need to own that i don't need to be the big dog here i don't we should all just happily exist together and unfortunately in business it's hard to do because you got people that are cutthroat billionaires coming in and trying to millionaires or whatever they are trying to come in and own it you know and, and nobody really wants you to own it they wanted pickleball to be you know uh owned by everybody they, they it's really owned by the 40 39.99 million people that are playing it it's not owned by the you know the 20 pros that are playing the sport obviously everybody has has to have aspirations i want to be like mike i want to be like tiger i want to be you know like steph curry you you, you want to see the top guys play but that doesn't mean you have to own the whole sport you know what i mean so i think that's where the the challenge with pickleball lies right now is that it not everybody's happy to play with each other and everybody's just trying to own something and wants to be the next wants to be the the greatest and, and latest to where if they really focused in what we're doing in, in our network scenario is we want to focus on on those 39 million people playing. I don't. I mean, the pros it's great. You know, you, we'll have them on there doing our thing. But at the end of the day, I want to I want to relate to the people that are playing the sport. I play. I play three days a week, and and I see it. I'm out on the courts with uh, you know Sally and and her and her sister, and 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 sometimes Bob and his brother. You know, I'm just making names up. But you know, that's that's the thing. I'm I'm playing with the, the everyday people, um, and and you see what they care about if you ask sally and bob they don't know who van johns or nanny lee waters are they really don't you know um the some people do like i'll get a question every once in a while but it's not it's not like uh they watched you know steph curry hit you know 33s in one game and they know exactly who he is it's not there yet um to the average player um the average player cares more about how do i how do i um get better or how do i you know, what do I do here in this situation more so than they uh, worried about, you know, what Annalie did last week against, uh, you know, Catherine Parento that they've seen every weekend if, if they're watching pickleball. You know, that's another thing about the sport. It's it, the MLP is, is, I think, is a great aspect of what pickleball is going to be in the sense of leagues and, and um, teams. I think the 
the the next greatest thing in pickleball is college sports. I think college is gonna, I've been approached by five different entities to do a college series. And then uh, a next thing after that, I think um, the, the big thing is leagues. Um, the people over at uh, Jigsaw Help, I give them a plug. They're doing the Arizona Pickleball League and they're shooting it themselves. Looks phenomenal, got a great feel, and it's just cities against each other. It was where I think pickleball will go. We're talking about in our neighborhood, neighborhoods against each other. You can even get that. Yeah, you can take it to that grassroots. Pick your team and let's go at it. You know, let's let's keep score. You know, that that's really I think the league thing is is really where pickleball is going to go and how it's going to grow. Um, and then you always have to have the the higher levels, the pros and the tournaments and stuff. People are getting sick of the tournaments though because I mean, that's kind of you briefly touched on it before, but that's kind of where Pickle TV comes into play. So you founded Pickle TV, and what's kind of the vision for Pickle TV? another great question pickle tv was uh, a conception of, of me and my partner grant garcia with a company called championship court that we own and before we got involved i think it was in 2020 before we even involved with the ppa we decided that we wanted to produce content um and and own the own the content rights so we can put together a 24-hour pickleball channel and and basically that's what is the 24-hour pickleball network and we wanted to have not just pros, we wanted to have how-to videos, we wanted to have blogs, whatever we can have on there, we wanted to have on there. So people can see a different array of stuff that's, that's going, uh, that they can just turn on and say, yeah, and then on demand too as well on certain platforms. And we were like, yeah, that's what we want to do. We want to, we want to get that done. So it all started with us, with the, uh, the Vegas Open. Uh, my partner owns the Las Vegas Open as well it plays on the plaza the roof of the plaza um hotel and uh that's where we started shooting our content for it along with the um with the us open i have the rights to all use all the us open stuff too as well because i produced all that so everything i've created um everything i authored um is what pickle tv began with um all the high level broadcasts you saw from the ppas to the to the uh, to the U.S. Opens, to the Vegas Opens, the Atlantic City Opens, it all started with that. And I I asked Zane Navratil if he would jump on board. He's like, yeah, put all my stuff on there. I asked that Christian Ashon if I get on anybody. He said, yeah, put all my stuff on there. I got approached by Deckel, Ben, and, and Colin, and they're like, dude, uh, we want to be on. I'm like, you're on. So we, you know, just relationships and stuff that, that we we've created. Um, I've talked with the guys that um. Uh, minor league pickleball and, and their college product and they're like we want on I'm like you're on um, same thing with um, the NLP NLP uh, National Pickleball League they, they've been courting me to put their stuff on and, and all, all these little other things too as well there's like a little other things sprayed in between all that um, same thing with the uh, Arizona Pickleball League and uh, they did a little PPA thing prior to that um, where they had pros and uh, we put their stuff on too as well we want to be the place where people can just turn on and that's all they're seeing is pickleball they're pickleball enthusiasts they can watch how to's they can watch everything you can imagine so that was our dream back in 2000 or 2020 basically is when we started the idea and then we got we got involved with the ppa uh they hired us under the under the uh the constraints of like uh, we'll do it but we we definitely want to have it for our network and and that was the idea between pickle tv and that's where we are today we're in 40 million homes we're on many different platforms, uh, growing and trying to really figure out where we fit. 
I mean, that's that's great to hear that you're promoting the game in that way. And I mean, to, who doesn't want 24-7 pickleball? I mean, that, that, I feel like that's my life already. So why not turn on the channel and, and get all of the stuff that you're talking about? And and I think that's great for the game, Ray. So, I mean, great stuff there. And, and you're all about spreading the game and promoting the game like we are at Pickleballer. So it's great to meet like-minded people in this industry. I wanted to get to a couple questions or stories that you have. I mean, you've been in pro pickleball since the beginning. And you, you have a Anna Lee Waters, maybe Inception story, and same with the Ben Johns one. Let's go with the oh, Anna yeah. Lee one. So the pro, go back again. I want to make sure I, I'm going to say this a thousand times because I owe it all to Chris and Terry at the U.S. Open. They bought me into this world. But they're like my, my I call them my aunts. They're my favorite aunts. They're my favorite clients. I love them to death. Um, they said, come on and do this U.S. Open thing. I went in there for the first year. And for the first time in my career, I had to leave the truck to go watch something happen personally. I, I got to remember, I'm in a truck. I'm in, I'm outside the court. I'm, I'm in a little place. It's a truck. And I don't ever really get to see the events live all the time if I'm producing them or directing them. So I was sitting there and, and uh, between two pro matches, between um, Kyle and Dave Weinbach and Simone, and I think she was with Kornikova, um, they were saying, hey, we got about 45 minutes. We're going to stick a match on. Is it okay? I'm like, yeah, throw them on there. We have time. I mean, we'll, we'd rather just do that than sit here. And, you know, we're just more content for them in a sense. And this was streaming on uh, on on the internet. So they threw a, a 12-year-old and a 13-year-old against two pros. I don't remember the pros. They weren't really high level. They were high level at the time. I don't remember. If I said their names, you'd probably be like, oh, yeah, they probably were high. They were high level. Um so they threw them on there and they started playing. And I was like, I was blown away. This this 12 year old girl, which my, my daughter was 12 at the time, exactly. It was destroying these pros. I'm like, she's 12. I'm like, how is this even happening? So I went outside the truck. Now the truck is, you know, a hundred feet. Nah, maybe, maybe, maybe half a football field from where, you know, where the court was. I went out on the court and I watched, you know, a good portion of the match. It was Annalie Waters and William Sobak versus uh, two pros, and they were just like handling them. I'm like, I was, hold on, I'm like, I went to Chris and Terry, I'm like, please go get their whole family and come over, we're gonna interview the whole family. I We're gonna put them, I mean, we have to talk to these people. This is insanity. I've never seen a girl at that level just handle, in any sport, pros, you know? So um, that was, uh, was Annalie Waters. And basically uh, we interviewed her, her dad, her mom, and um you know and and basically that was the beginning of where she she began it was at the us open um that was her her big uh star moment was like her noticed moment was was getting noticed there and then she obviously took a couple of years to get like i think at 14 is where she really started taking off on the pros and she played the open every year but then the last open she didn't play because you know i don't again pickleball became a different sport for for some people and you know and and different people giving you advice to do things and not do things so she ended up not playing the open and um i think it was you know it was it was bad because everybody started at the open um and that's where even this last year where you noticed there wasn't as many pros that um there wasn't any ppa pros at the open is because that company decided that we're going to do something different and we're going to divide the sport and create their own thing uh our own tournament random thing 
and and not allow you guys to play in the open, which I think was bad for the sport. That's a division. That's where that's where the definition of division started in this sport to where the, the PPA decided not to let the pros play in the US Open. Because that's where they all began. That's that that was the the mecca of all pickleball tournaments from the beginning. So Annalie Waters, she was one of them. And and I you listen, I talked to some of the pros um personally and they were upset they weren't playing they won't i can't mention any names because i don't want to get anybody in trouble but people were upset they wanted to play in where their where their heart was you know and um but that's where annie lee water started she started at the u.s open it's the first place she ever got first place all these people got noticed jumping to ben johns um ben johns was uh practicing on a court with his dad and uh one of the guys that works at the u.s open has a court at his house and they only, they only invite people, uh, you know, that are halfway decent that they play during the U.S. Open. They come down the week before and play and whatnot. So they saw Ben Johns practicing at the court and um, the the wife of this guy and the guy went to go watch. And he's like, he's a pickleball guy. He's like, all right, come to our house. Well, uh, they saw something in Ben Johns. So they went to their house and Kyle Yates was at the house, you know, playing with this group. And um, they uh, Ben Johns met Kyle and that's when Kyle kind of took... Ben under his under his wing, and that's where it all began for, for Ben Johns. And then Ben Johns came in and started, you know, he was his first year in the Open. He started dominating, and uh, that's where his whole story began. It was at the U.S. Open. It's all, it all goes back to the U.S. Open. It all goes back to the, the beginning of 2016. And that era is where all these people got their their start and their notice. And you, I mean, people today, they talk about Annalie Waters or Ben Johns kind of being like the goat of pickleball, but you have a little different perspective on that. And it goes back to the U.S. Open like you were talking about. So who are your kind of goats or the the founders of this sport? Well, there's really no, there's no doubt in my mind and there's no argument. I always say arguably, but this is not arguably. You know, you know, you, you just don't. I'd say one of the fathers is uh, Wombach, Dave. I mean, he's mm. he's been he's he was he was the guy, the Badger man. I mean, yeah, he was the guy. You know, I mean, and he was playing pros at the time when the U.S. Open started. So he he was like everybody was always wanting to see him play because he was loudmouth. He was always fast hands, always animated, fun to watch. You know, um, and then Kyle Yates, Kyle Yates on the on the men's side. I mean, he again. He was the first pro. He was the first guy, you know. He was the first guy that people looked up to and say, "Wow, that that dude." And he's still like, he's still really young. He was like young back then. He's still really young, you know. And then and then Simone. Simone is definitely the hundred percent the number one woman goat in pickleball. There's no question. She's she's number one. Now now she might not be number one today in the sense of like high level pro, but she's older. But she's still phenomenal. She's still winning a bunch of stuff. But she, her, 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 Kyle and and Dave were are the, the goats of pretty much the beginning of pickleball. I, I want to say um, Kovalova too, she, and, and Irina fit into that mix too as well. They've been around and Matt Wright. They've been they 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 came in like a year later, you know, in the sense I if my memory serves me correctly. But um, they they're all like. The memories I have of the U.S. Open when it began, those are the people I was always a, a really excited about who was on the, coming on the court. And there's some older senior pros that, that, that were there, too. I can't mention them all. But, um, but if you really, what stuck in my head and the ones that I wanted to put on the network, because I was the one who had to choose, like, who are we covering, 
anytime Simone or Kyle stepped on the court, that's that's a court, that's a one I want to put. And I and we put the um, the Annalie Waters twelve year old match on there too as well. <laughs> cool, Ray. Well, I mean, you have been around since the beginning. You're still involved with pickleball, so that's great to hear. I mean, your resume speaks for itself. So thank you very much for hopping on the podcast. And where can people find you and in the things that you do today? Um, you can look me up on YouTube, um, Ray, Ray Kolikovo, I'm on there. Uh, you can go to digitalwaveproductions.tv, um, that's digitalwaveproductions.tv. That'll give you a kind of a, a little bit of a resume of some of the stuff I've done. You can watch any, any, you can watch Pickle TV, Pickle TV on, on all the different platforms. Uh, you can see, you can see it there. Um, but yeah, if you want to get a hold of me, just go to the website. I want to mention that, um, um, just got uh, hired to do the ballpark series. I'm familiar. If you're familiar with that, yeah. So I'm going to do the ballpark series. Our first one's going to be in a couple weeks. We're going to be in the um, the uh, the garden um, with uh, singles on Friday and Sunday will be doubles. Um, and then we're going to be over at Oracle in San Fran doing the exact same thing. And then I think the third event might be moved to LA. I'm not sure if it's going to be LA or or Denver. They're still trying to figure that out. Um, but, um, so we're going to be doing that and it's all going to be on CBS sports network. Um, so that's some product that's coming up. Um, but yeah, just by all means, I'm an open book, man. Anybody wants to reach out to me, but by all means, if you want to see some of our product, get on pickle TV, um, pickle TV, 24 seven is our handle in the sense of all our social media. So, uh, like us, you know, and, and, um, and say hello and I'll be happy to send you a t-shirt if you want one. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Ray. And we look forward to watching the ballpark series this summer in those few parks that you mentioned. And we'll see you next time. Great, man. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. And keep on doing what you're doing. You guys are doing an awesome job. Cool. Thank you, man.